This episode is sponsored by Kayvan Novak and his new book, How to Get Rich Quickly. This number one bestseller shows you how to set up a premium phone line and make money without leaving the comfort of your own home. To find out more, ring 0117-325-7425. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Beer and Bants. My name's James. My name's Chris. And just to clarify, yeah. that is episode 15. Episode you 15. A bit confused? I did seem a bit confused. <laughs> I was like, surely we've not got to episode 15 already. I didn't think we'd make it this far, guys. But, you know, we've done the worst bits. We've done the special video episodes. So. Well, yes. I mean, you and know. thank you very much for everybody who actually um, watched it and commented. We had some really nice feedback. So thank you, everyone, for who has yeah. taken the time to watch us drink some random crap, as usual. Uh, yeah, so we'll go... Straight into our tried and tested this week, which is just one more by Three Chaps Brewery. Just three Chaps, clarify. not Taps, like you said last time. Right, uh, Chris? Three Chaps. I think okay. you'll find it wasn't myself that uh, oh. Three Taps. I think it was you. Uh, but yeah, this is a Indian Pale Lager. So we've had a Indian Pale Lager, was it episode 13? It was Fatty Seal by Gander Brew? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I've actually been trying quite a few because actually I've, I don't mind the... Uh, IPLs. I think it's got the nice that bitterness that I like at the start of the bit, but the smoothness but, yeah, at the end. And it's a little bit more crisp, I think. I think that's mm. what we kind of got to. to be fair, Cleaner. Yeah, I think it's the thing where we've not really neither one of us have really tried that many IPLs. And as a fan of an IPA, I think it it's a much more refreshing kind of summer drink. That's the thing, right? And I think good barbecue could, beer. Yeah, exactly. You could drink a lot of it in a, a lot go. So I think we're, we are swiftly going through and trying more and more. To be yeah. Fair. So well, I'll let you so. have a swig first. Oh, well, I'm giving it a bit of a description. So it is a. Um, it's a vegan-friendly beer, so it's unrefined. Okay. Um, it has got a haze to it, but again, because it's been that lager filter process, well, not, not uh, lager fermented process, it is a little bit more crisp than you would get from a normal like, IPA or a hazy ale. Um, what's your verdict then? Um, it's not what I was expecting. I'm not gonna lie. I was expecting more of a hoppiness to it. If I'm honest, it seems like more. Do you not remember it the last time we had it? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> which was only like a couple of weeks back. Yeah. It- um, I don't know, it seems kind of more tropical towards the kind of aftertaste of it, if I'm honest. Okay. Well, it's it what I'm getting anyway. It seems yeah. to be like a slight uh, fruitiness in the yeah. aroma of it. Yeah, it's re- um, it, it, I will say it's really pleasant. It's just not what I was expecting from an IPL. I was thinking, for some reason, I wasn't expecting it to be kind of more tropical. I was thinking more like okay. hoppy. That's what I think. Like you say, I was expecting kind of real hoppiness to start with and then that kind of eager out to kind of a, a more watered down drink that you would take as lager so I'm curious what you think I think it's got kind of like right. a bitter kind of colour do you know what I mean like what you'd trust as a, a traditional English bitter colour yeah. to the uh, yeah. the actual beer itself but I say that haziness does you can tell that it is unfiltered but yeah, you can definitely tell that there's something different about the way it's been like fermented though because it hasn't got that intense uh, hazy look to it like you get with yeah. a lot of yeah. ALLs and stuff this, this is the curiosity now yeah, so um, you can definitely for me, I can definitely pick up the hops straight away. So okay. again, I always pick it up at the front of the like the start of the beer, and then you have more of an aftertaste um, when you analyse the beers. So I'll get that in distinct aftertaste. Uh, sorry, the distinct bite mm. at the start. But yeah, just really, really smooth aftertaste. Oh, I think that's a cracking beer. I love it. I think it's one of my favorite. It's actually my favorite no, it- IPL I've tried. And I tried another one yesterday as well. The thing is really good. I, I mean, for me, like I say, I'm a big fan of IPAs. For me, it's not like I can't taste hoppiness. It's just I'm a big fan of really hoppy IPAs, which yeah. is what you hate, right? So yeah. for me, this isn't as hoppy as i probably like it, if I'm honest. Like, I probably want a bit more hops. Uh, the aftertaste is second to none, though. That is, like I say, yeah. like, 
it's far more tropical than I thought, and it's such a smooth aftertaste as well. Like, it's really balanced. Like, I really like the aftertaste, and it's not, like, what you get with a lot of IPAs is, like, a very bitter aftertaste that lingers. And I think where the IPL's done really well here is you get bitterness, but it's not too overpowering yeah. in any way. I, I, for me, so, I think it's a perfectly balanced beer. I think it's a really nice all-round beer, and it ticks a box. There's something for everybody in it. I think it's mm. really, really nice. And I did... Now, anybody who knows me in real life knows I'm not very big on the old compliments and I did have to admit that it was my favourite IPL wow. to the people who brewed it and I mean that did hurt as yeah. I sent the message it, like, I very nearly cried halfway things through that, I mean it. if you don't know him he can't lie about these things like, he <laughs> finds it very hard to admit these things out to be honest loud, right? like, I, I very well no I never like that's part of my problem because sometimes I probably yeah, should yeah yeah. brutal honesty is my uh, yeah, way I know. forward it's why you give me so many compliments right <laughs> like just brutal honesty like, you just can't help it yeah like, you, you, you think they're compliments James it's fine um, what <laughs> what yeah it's a really really nice beer now um, it is a small brewery that's based in South Birmingham so we did have one of our beers on previously which was yep. slippery when wet yeah um, for me this like knocks it oh, yeah, apart yeah. which is a far superior beer to that one but the thing is it's one of those they're one of those experimental breweries where they will try something different every time and I think sometimes that can really work in a favour. Now, with the labelling, I'm not overly sold on labels, mainly because don't you think it's very much a Pokeball rip-off? <laughs> very dulled down Pokeball. I know what you mean, but... But, but no, no the, the latest one they've done is actually red on the top and white on the bottom. Is it actually? Yeah, it's, oh, exa- that's quite it's exactly like a Pokeball. Just saying, I mean, you may get sued by Nintendo. I will say, um, it's, <laughs> it's almost, it's a very typical clean design, right? That you get quite Simplistic, a lot, yeah. you get quite a lot of kind of, almost the circular shapes with kind of a two-tone background, if I'm honest, on a lot of beers, to be fair. But so every time I look at it, I just think Pokeball. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see that as well. It's even got kind of a circle <laughs> kind of in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Full like it's it's full on Pokeball, isn't it? Yeah. But actually, you know what? That that is that is ridiculously good. I mean, because I always give it away anyway, to be fair, where I'm leaving, at least <laughs> at this point. Honestly, I think it's weird. We, we always kind of mention it, not necessarily on the podcast, but like what is the best beers we've had on the podcast going forward? Like mm. um, Forklift Disco Truck for me was one of the Or Disco Forklift Truck as it's actually called. Oh, Disco Forklift Truck, sorry. Uh, was one of the standouts because it was one that I wasn't expecting to be really Oh yeah, good we expected it to be terrible. Actually, it was actually idea. amazing. This for me is actually up there, to be fair, in terms of one of the best beers we've had. Mm. Like it's so smooth and like it's almost, for me, like... Just it should predict it's good. It should be yeah. good. Yeah, it, like I could definitely have that. I say more, it's, more, it's but, an all rounder. Yeah. So uh, yeah, if you get if you do get a chance to get your hands on one of the bottles, which is quite difficult, definitely give it a try. Uh, yeah. So um, I've been catching up on some new TV series I haven't watched yet. Okay. So I've been watching uh, a program called James Mate Our Man in Japan. Yeah. On Amazon <laughs> Prime. Um, now I'm. Straight off the bat, I'm a massive fan of James May. When it was the trio on Top Gear, he was my favourite anyway because of the, like, the fact he gets in-depth and also gets lost, which is yeah. hilarious. But um, the way in which he gets in-depth with a lot of these type of subjects that he really yeah. has passion for, I think he's a fantastic presenter. And uh, yes, yeah, so basically the whole idea is, is he travels from the north northern tip of Japan all the way through down to the southern tips and the more... Um, rural not, areas no not tropical it's more kind of like a sort of Mediterranean feel rather than like the old she cold north that has lots of snow and they're showing the different parts of Japan as a whole now 
one thing I think is quite good is because I had, I'm not going to lie, I had absolutely no interest in ever going to Japan up until a few years back when I realised that actually I was touring Japan with the same thing that every other country does for a different country and you basically yeah. focus whatever the capital city is like and think, oh, that the whole country is like it. Yeah. And actually, it wasn't until a couple of years back I realised actually there's a lot of elements of Japan. I mean, there, there are some places. really beautiful parts of oh, Japan that I, I would just love to go. They just seem so tranquil as well. Like, it seems like a country you can kind of just lose yourself in. Like, you've got both extremes. Like, some probably the busiest towns you can, like, cities you can think of, but also some of the quietest and actually just, like, yeah, rural it's, places. It's such an extreme, uh, in such yeah. a particularly small country yeah. as well. That the And also, I think, compared to a lot of Asian uh, kind of countries as well. I think the American influence over it in terms of the capitalism is so prevalent. I mean, True. It, it's stupid things like the fact they have KFC for a Christmas dinner and stuff. Like, yeah. And some of the really it, big... The pizza like, from yeah, KFC. Exactly. Which is basically uh, chicken fillets turned into a pizza. Yeah. Which and just, I'm desperate to try. Because that's how they view America. But yeah. they've got all these kind of American culture parts of it as well, which is just kind of amazing. I think, well, they also so. have the uh, the tech yeah. and um, also they have... Um, like the tech not like baseball which is like the second biggest yeah uh, baseballing country in the yeah. world and there's I mean a, for us as well rugby as well like yeah you know, rugby's kind of built up yeah, as well so. there's a, they, they do take in a lot of the cultures and try and make it their own with their own spin on it as well yeah. which I quite like yeah. they, they still try and stay true to themselves yeah when they can yeah. Um, but yes yeah, so Basically, it's an hilarious thing where he's got numerous different um, translators and guides all the way diff- uh, through. So there's a beautiful part where he's like going uh, dog sledding through the northern part in the snow, and really nice. And then working his way through, and then you got Tokyo, which is just absolutely crazy. And <laughs> it's just, I don't see the appeal. Yeah, I never have done. And Tokyo for me just seems so crazy. It's it's almost like. He's trying to be shocking for the sake of being shocking. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I don't get it. The guide that he had, oh, I can't even remember his name, uh, name now. Um, but yeah, he he was absolutely nuts, like climbing over people in the karaoke bar, singing like really badly and uh, calling him master. And yeah, yeah. It, it just made him really feel really I mean, uncomfortable. That's the thing. I, I think one of the things I like about Tokyo is it's not subtle. And that, I think I, I have a real respect for that in terms of, if you go to the real kind of rural areas, it seems very historical, very cultural, very, very traditional almost. You have like the traditional areas of Japan, and then you just have this really outlandish modern Japan, yeah. which has just this rich history, but just what has become just so elaborate and exuberant in its own way, and it's just amazing. I, I have watched the James May. I think what I like. You watched the James the, May. The James May show. Sorry. Oh, oh, no, no, um, oh sorry. Oh, that's what I meant. The actual man. You should say I watched yeah, the James May. Yeah, why not? Sometimes. <laughs> have you ever? People watching is amazing. Who doesn't people watch, right? Yeah, not um, through the window with some binoculars, though, James. That's a little bit creepy. Is it though? As long as they don't know, right, Chris? <laughs> what do you think I was doing two hours before I rocked up at your house? The so. thing that was most concerned about that was the eyes that you did with that. You know, it was a little bit too believable. That's, that's why you need the camera, right? <laughs> No, we've done that one. We'll, say, we'll, um, we'll hold off for a while. One of the things I love about James May and things like Top Gear is just his expertise and knowledge and stuff like that. And a lot of the stuff he does, he tends to base in what he understands and what he knows. Things like Toy Stories, like that show on BBC he did where yeah. he kind of did kind of big versions right, like, of toys, so like a big Lego house like and a big yeah. FX model. But they're all things that he used to do as a child and he has a lot of kind of love for almost. Whereas Japan seemed something that he had very little knowledge of and was almost lost. And that's what I loved about it because he just seemed like, wow, and just couldn't really cope well, with all of it. Like when he's on the train... Oh, no, 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 like, no. no. Well, yeah, basically there's that whole part where um, 
there's a big press day and they're like reviewing the bullet train and this like luxury cabin and stuff like that and there's a meal in front of him and he actually starts eating it and you just see everybody absolutely freak out what he didn't realise no one had told him that the meal was uh, for show only and there was like another 20 people that need to have like pictures yeah. of this meal and like his name was like plastered all over the news for like ruining yeah, the uh, like the... it was so funny though because he was like they were like you're going to have to go apologise to the chef the chef worked really hard on that and you've <laughs> insulted him by like eating the meal because you know it was meant to be a piece of art and he's like insult what like that's the greatest compliment you can pay a chef isn't it by eating the food like, yeah, the, <laughs> and he just could a whole not, confusion. He yeah. could not understand like what the big deal was, and just was like, "Wait, what? What have I done? Like, I've just eaten some food that was on a as part of the press thing." He thought surely they'll just bring out somebody else's. Well, like, he, he constantly yeah, uh, right. like walking around saying uh, "bakagaiju," which is um, stupid foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> just that was yeah. his excuse for everything to uh-huh. get away with it. Um, but one part that my wife in particular really enjoyed was uh, there's a part where he's going around Osaka. <laughs> which is the second you know exactly yeah, what part yeah, it's going to be exactly don't you is, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so going around uh, Osaka is like uh, another big city but with a different style a bit more edgy a bit more realistic rather than the clean cut Tokyo yeah. image uh, and he's being guided around by a little robot uh, and he couldn't get his name right so it was uh, kept on saying hey Bim guess what my wife thought it was hilarious because he basically not only did it glitch by saying his name it kept on repeating the same thing over and over again for the week after, I had text messages repeatedly from my wife saying, Hey Bim, guess what? My wife thought it was absolutely hilarious. Oh, it's, it's, oh. I, it was like, eh, funny for the first Yeah, bless her that she kept it going for a week though. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. I mean, she married me, so there's got to be a problem. Well, like, exactly, right. she's persistent in everything else, right? Like. <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, if you haven't watched it, uh, James May uh, yeah, and yeah. Japan definitely a uh, good watch another one I probably would also recommend is probably my favourite series he did was uh, James May's Cars for the People where um, basically went yeah. through uh, different cars kind of helps different societies so bits like the Iron Curtain Japan and the conflict between Japan and America and how serious that kind of got with the cars and stuff and now, British yeah. engineering why it went down the pan because it was terrible in the first place <laughs> and you now everybody sort of stick to that oh we do it this way rather than moving with the times and that's the reason why yeah. big companies folded. But yeah, I mean, those type of series, I mean, anything with James Bain, generally, it's worth a watch. See, I'd, um, I pushed, he did a show called Man Lab which was hysterical as well. Like, yeah, I think I saw a bit of it. Yeah. I didn't see a lot of it. But it was essentially him and a bunch of mates in like a garage essentially and they started making stuff so they made their own bar, their own pizza oven, all this stuff like DIY kind of stuff and it was just really good. And that especially the one where they make their own homemade bar and stuff, like I feel like probably a lot of right up our street exactly we actually really enjoy it like there's some really good stuff in there kind of thing um, and I thought that was really interesting because you had a good mixture of kind of the history side of it but also kind of the DIY you could literally do this at home if you wanted to yeah and just like yeah it was really fun yeah, yeah. but yeah James May definitely check it out right so the Peter Falk of this episode is from Alphabet Brewing Company and it's Subaquatic Getaway and it's a Sabro Pale Ale now this is 4% Oh, I forgot to say the, the percentage on uh, just one more, which is 5.3%. Which actually didn't taste that strong, if I'm honest. It really doesn't. Yeah, it's yeah. a really, really good beer. Yeah. Now, this one, uh, obviously, we haven't tried it before. I will um, say, the I will say the, firstly, the can design yeah, it, is amazing. It's 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 really cartoony, but it's just really kind of clean design. I think this design. is one of their specials they're doing right. at the moment. So, um, yeah, like it's only a limited run that they're doing. Yeah. But, yeah, so this one contains uh, warty... Warty? 
That's, that's a combination of water and uh, malted barley in one. Warty? Yeah, warty. For some, like reason, some... for some reason, they don't put that on cans. It's almost like it's not very appealing, warty, is it? Like, mm, it's not it's really like, a good word for it. It's a like can. something you need to go to the doctor's about. Sorry, I'm not feeling a bit warty today. Um... I think you, you should talk to your wife about that. Not probably on an open <laughs> podcast, mate, I would say, but... Um, uh, I'm not going to crack a joke then moving yeah. on the bad side decided against it uh, right they have, do you they, have, they have clinics for that by the way mate just, just saying it's like, <laughs> such you know. a knob uh, I'll let you you try it first mate you try okay. it first like, well, uh, well, 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 so it's brewed and backed up by Alfred Brewing Company in Manchester uh, literally it has subra hops and nothing else so water barley oats wheat hops and yeast nice and simple so yeah okay yeah. so the uh, beer itself it is very light, what you'd kind of expect a typical uh, unfiltered pale ale to look like. Um, maybe a slight tint of goldenness to it as well. Um, nose, you can smell the type of hops, but it's not overpowering. Like, a bit more subtle on the hops than the just one more, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll let you carry on analysing why I have a swig. Well, I, think, I think you're right, though. It's not. It, it doesn't seem as hoppy, at least from... Oh no, it tastes a lot more hoppy. It tastes than it a lot smells. more hoppy because yeah. that's thing. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't say it smells particularly hoppy, but obviously with the single hops, it just—it's uh, not overly complex. Yeah, it, you do get that a hoppy bite to so it. What I'm going into thinking it's going to be like is like a Sierra Nevada. Is what I'm imagining from no. the smell. In my opinion, no. Okay. No. I, I, in my opinion, no. Um, I'm struggling to. I have had something similar to it, Ooh, but no. I'm, I'm struggling to place what I would put it against. Very dry, hoppy aftertaste. Yeah, it yeah. really is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't, it's I, not. It doesn't have a a refreshing quench at the back of it. No, it's no. Very, it's, it is. It, it is hop. Yeah, it is all yeah. hop. Now, considering that's only four percent, if I would actually get bananas, I would say that that was stronger than the just one more, uh, just by the taste. Yeah, of it. definitely. But it's it's a lot harsher. It's just yeah. Also, I think flavour wise, there isn't much there outside of hop. I think that would have benefited from having a couple of extra hops in it, or at least one extra one just to complement it. Yeah, it um, needs it needs a bit of complexity. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's a, it's, it's a nothing wrong. It's an enjoyable drink. It is a nice beer, but there is definitely something lacking from to, to take it from yeah. a decent beer to a good or even a great beer. Do you know what I mean? I think it's one of those though. Like I feel like the more you drink of it, the drier it will feel. In my opinion, it I, just seems to be. And I also, reckon that'd be a two points max. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, and you'd be like, no, I just need something like to refresh yeah. the mouth. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed if I'm honest. Like. I'm, I'm obviously not finding it as bad as you. Um, it's not bad. Okay, it's it's very drinkable, but I yeah, I'm, I'm, I think wrong. I'm enjoying it. I find it incredibly boring because it is only yeah. one flavour to it, which is kind of that one hop. It is that lack, and of then you've got the dryness to it. So it's not even refreshing. Not much complexity. I think that's the problem. Like, I, you know, I'm actually quite fine with a single hop if it had a, a smoother aftertaste, just to like kind of go, yeah. you know that. That satisfying part where you yeah. have, like, when you take a swig of a beer and you go, that's like I say, hit the spot. I actually, if I'm honest, I don't even think that would be a two-pointer. Because I think oh, you right, okay. I think you'd get sick of that too soon. It's it's the dryness that you're not going to go back for another swig. Like, you're not immediately, mm. oh, I need to drink more of that. No. Yeah, it's not something you'd have an yeah. all-day session on. Definitely, definitely not. I, I think it's worth a try. Yeah. I think it's a shame because, um, you know, if you follow us on Instagram and you actually see some of the pictures that we, like, post of some of the beers and stuff, like, the can is so colourful <clears throat> and so playful. That's amazing. Like, I mean, I was I was really expecting some kind of complexity in there or some kind of punch to it as well. Like, it, it Do you know what the can reminds me of? Thing. It's got a bit of, like, a feel of future armour around it. Yes. Yes. No, I completely agree. It's yeah. like a sea version of future armour. Yeah. Um, but no, the, the can artwork is fantastic, and 
I say we, I've spoke to him about the uh, Alphabet Brewing Company as well, the Cracking Brewery. Yeah. Um, I think that one. It does say it's okay for me. I think you're yeah. not liking it as much as. Like I, say, I would say it's me, one of those but... like if if because um, of course we have untapped. Like if I was writing that on untapped, right, I'd probably give it a good solid in the middle kind of score. Right. It's not like. It wouldn't be a point two five or a one or something really low. I'd probably give it like a three or something out of five. I think me and you. Like, I think our, our, personally, but um, how we score on the tap is quite yeah, different. Yeah, though. yeah. Because I can do like I. I haven't given anything a five. Um, I've given I'm, like something. You know, even Disco Forker Truff got a four point five. I think I've given one beer a five, and that was very thing. But even then, most of them I've scored quite harshly. If I'm honest, like yeah, I'm, I'm like, generally yeah. I tend to. It's like if a class is old club, probably class that as better two and a half three. Yeah, where it's yeah. enjoyable, not offensive, but I wouldn't rush to go and have another yeah. one. and that's so, kind of where I put it. That's why I mean, it's not, it's not terrible. I just at the same time, it's nothing that kind of gets me excited, right? Oh, steady on, steady on. It's a bit, yeah. It's a, apparently it's a family show. It's a family show, is it? Yeah, yeah sorry, apparently it shocked to me it? as well. Like, like um, adult topics, drinking beer. Apparently this was an adult, uh, yeah. You know, not quite family friendly as somebody yeah. thought. I was. Your son's nearly two. He's already had his first pint, right? I think. I think that's happened. Yeah. So much so, so when someone actually commented, that I did have to put, uh, you know, contain strong language on YouTube in as a disclaimer. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's so, ridiculous. But yeah, yeah, I mean, the person uh, that does actually listen to this and was surprised the fact that it, it wasn't. If I'm honest, the, the truth is, I, I would have thought it would have to be given quite a high rating just from you know the video of you alone. Like you know, I would have thought that would be horror enough to. Uh, says the man who hasn't people. had a haircut for how long now? Yeah, the hair is getting. I mean, long, you're literally looking yeah. homeless. I have a home. <laughs> I'm, I'm, sorry, I, I just want to apologise to all the homeless people I've offended because you look far worse than them. Um, I look that bad. You I, do. You, you look absolutely shocking. No, no. Well, I think you look far more thuggish with your short hair. I look like a thug anyway. Doesn't exactly, make a difference. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I quite like the longer hair. If I'm honest, I, I'm, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna leave it a bit longer this time. Are you sure you like, like that long hair? Sorry, is this turned into fashion advice? What is this? What is this going to? Like very cosmopolitan now. Yeah, isn't it? my like, name's Cock One. <laughs> Cock One. <laughs> Classic. Oh, oh dear. On that note, um, yeah. What have you been watching then, James? Oh, <laughs> cock one. You know what? For a change, because we haven't really been able to talk about sport very much during lockdown. Um, I've been watching MLB. Um, you know, I've been watching, nice. watching a lot of baseball. Um, spring training has started, um, which has been really fun. Just to actually see baseball again and actually trying to get back into it. Um, yeah, I haven't actually caught up with like, any of the spring training yet because it hasn't been on any of my normal exactly. Sport it's, channels. To be fair, it's normally if you. I think if you follow your your baseball team on like Instagram or something, they, they post some of the clips of the games and stuff. So that's what I've been watching a lot of rather than the actual full games. Um, truth is, it's one of those where I don't... I like... I can't bring myself to sign up to any of the subscriptions I usually do every year. Yeah. Because there's just not enough content there. Like, I think, like, NHL, I watched, like, some of the backlog games because they kind of put it on there for free and, like, Game Pass did some yeah. free stuff, right? But normally I subscribe to NFL Game Pass, the NHL Pass, and baseball as well to watch all the live games for my team and stuff but um, I just don't think there's enough content there and like I think they're doing a bunch of discount stuff going forward for the games that will be played but it still just doesn't seem like good value for money for me so I'm like I can still watch them in a different way so well I've been uh, a subscriber for Game Pass for years and years and for the first time I'm actually questioning whether to renew my subscription I love American football you know absolutely massive fan of it but 
yeah, my, I, I can't even see the seasons properly no, happening. No, I just, and that's, and that's until you know the certainty, you don't want to sign up to it now. Yeah, NHL. Yeah. I mean, that's supposed to be starting in August, but again, people have gone ill from that. Yeah. And you're just not too sure. The thing is, I think it's one of those where when it does go live, enough people won't have signed up to it that they will do some offer anyway that you'll get it cheaper down the road. And I would rather yeah. try and get it back into the full swing and then pay for a few months and get a few good months of, of the sport that I love than pay a lot more... And not really get anything for a few like few months from it. I just feel like there's not enough. No, there. so, I, I do um, understand the thought process. You know, so social media has been really good just to watch clips of different yeah. things. But then like YouTube Loads. and stuff like that, you can get a bunch of like some lengthy parts of the game and stuff like that. So it should be really fun just to watch baseball again. It's really weird seeing it without the crowd though. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like, and that is with a lot of sports. But you know, um, so one of my friends was saying it's just even weirder because like baseball is all about the momentum. Like they went to see Phillies um, in, yeah, in America, and it's like. It's the whole point, the hype of the whole stadium and stuff, you know. Um, and like a lot of sports where you've got the music being played and then the atmosphere of kind of all the kind of fans together, you just lose all of it and it just feels so, like, weird. Well, I was like, watching MotoGP yesterday and, again, nobody in the grandstand. Yeah. You haven't got the hype. When it comes to the podium, there's no booze, no cheers, no nothing. Yeah. It's, like it, it's very eerie. Yeah. Um, I, it just takes... What is the most important thing for all sports, let's be honest, is the fans, right? And it yeah. just takes that element out of it and it just seems a little bit more... It's all about like, money. The yeah, only reason exactly. why they, they're running the things yeah. is because... It's not because of uh, wanting to complete uh, seasons or anything like that. The sole purpose is... To make sure that they get enough races or enough games or anything else, so sponsors don't uh, don't yeah. have the right to claim the money back from yeah. the teams. Yeah. They're effectively bankrupt whole leagues. Yeah, exactly. And I, the thing is, the fans want that to happen because they don't want the oh, yeah. to go bankrupt, right? But I would point, rather watch on TV than they would not, not watch yeah, it at all. Because yeah. yeah. there was a long period where we didn't watch any sport, and my life revolves around sport completely. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's I know it doesn't look like it, but I watch a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the it's been it's nice to have some stuff back, but yeah, I, I mean, when he gets back, if we ever get back to a normality, I mean, that's got to be the key. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and that's things because so otherwise, otherwise, sports will die out. It's what we're pushing towards, right? And that's thing. But this Friday, like, I think there's a bunch of games on, so I can't actually wait to. I'm going to try and watch like one of the games, try and find a stream online yeah. or something, and actually watch one of them live. Just see see a game, and I just think it'll be. Like just get back into the normal sports that I love, yeah. rather than kind of highlights or past games. Like actually be able to watch them. Or sports. So, one of the new sports yeah. that I've been watching. No, Major League no. Lacrosse. You've been watching that. There's there's been English cricket, and you've been watching that. Yeah, like, I've been following the cricket as well. Okay, but I'm not going to lie. It's fine. Okay, lacrosse. I actually quite got into. I've got a team and everything. I'm guessing your wife's not happy about lacrosse. Oh, absolutely fuming. Um, you got a, have you got a hat yet for your favourite team? Because you do collect caps, don't you? So. If I buy another cap, I think my wife may actually divorce me. <laughs> oh, somebody's getting hats for Christmas. Uh, That's okay, I didn't bite, it's fine. Um, oh. Oh, the disappointment on James's face. Yeah, like, actually, lacrosse is pretty much like ice hockey, just with nets and on a field. Is it quite aggressive then? I'm guessing. Yeah, oh yeah. Just like, basically, the blokes are just lamping each other with the sticks. I quite like it. I'm not like, if you liked it, I guess there must be some element of aggression to it. You, you know. What do you mean? Huh? What do you mean? Oh, come on. Anybody who's listening to this, who knows you knows you're aggressive, right? Don't try I'm and pretend aggressive. to the people who aren't. Like, hey, huh? at my workplace, everyone thinks I'm really calm and relaxed. I think that's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> No, this is genuinely. Someone's Sorry, like, I'm silent just that I'm <laughs> shocking disbelief. Like, genuinely, they're like, but you're so relaxed for I can't imagine you being like quite angry. I was like, yes. <laughs> I can't imagine it. Like, there, there must be people from your past jobs, and I know this for a fact who have worked with you. I have no idea what you mean. 
not this must be the first place you've ever worked that's like that like, <laughs> I worked with you in retail and you definitely were not calm and relaxed like, oh, that's management role though James. you're it's annoying different. oh what so if you're if you're a manager you're saying it to, to the audience of millions of people that listen to us millions 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 I'm slightly over something there James <laughs> people you, you're saying as a manager you're actually far less relaxed and you're far oh, more it's a more stressful job isn't it okay so you balance yeah, so, that by just like <laughs> being Chris <laughs> What do you mean? Hey, there's people who I've been managing of and you still talk to me now because I love me that much so I can't be that bad. Yeah, you're a fun person. It's a big grudges me to say. But yeah, so uh, the cross, I, I quite liked it. But um, yeah, we did touch on cricket as well. So the uh, second West Indies test has finished today. Yeah. We managed to somehow uh, claw back a win, mm. which was, to be fair, absolutely outstanding. They did a really good performance on the, the final day, especially with one day rained off. Um, so the biggest thing for me, I mean, it was a controversy of testing the new rules because, I mean, a lot of sports haven't really had a lot of the COVID rules being yeah. tested that they put in place. Cricket uh, has a rule about spitting on the ball. Um, I mean, for those who don't follow the sport, they might find that disgusting, but it's it's a thing they do. Yeah, it's polishing like, the one side because it makes the... I mean, you have yeah, one side smooth, spin, right? the other one a bit more rough. The idea is it makes the ball more unpredictable and... Yeah. You don't know where he goes. More like to yeah. get a wicket. And the thing is, I mean, cricketers, the bowlers have been doing this for years, decades, right? And so centuries, it, really. It was like, well, no, but I mean, the, the actual players, right? So they, it's instinct for them. So they just don't even think. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to remember the bowler who did it now. Uh, Joffrey Archer. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's been fine for it, hasn't he? Yeah, but he like the minute he did it, admitted uh, straight away, like, ah, sorry, I did that, and they disinfected all that. But the thing is, they got it's muscle memory. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, and he's, thing, so. he's done that, but I think he's analysing about yeah. what what a strike he's going to do next. He's just gone into his normal routine and gone, oh no, you know, yeah, it, was, it wasn't intentional, and you can tell it wasn't intentional. Yeah, but it, I think it's just really interesting to see because I think a lot of sports have some of these COVID rules being put in place just to try and limit it. Some sports, and this is where you know my my worries about things like NFL coming back. You you can't put similar rules like that in place, right? You know, for a contact sport, it's going to be so hard to put some of these safety measures in place to, to really stop it. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not the same as like spitting on the ball or anything like that, don't get me wrong, but yeah, know, there are elements where there's a certain part of safety that, that they're just not going to get 100% well, you, across all the sports, the right? Is, you and can they've also, just got to accept it. You can also tell yeah. when people are getting excited about things and like they're completely forgetting that they are oh, bumping, hugging, you're like, oh no. Yeah, and you exactly. can see the panic afterwards, yeah. you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But it's such a natural instinct to do. So yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, I think to be fair, as long as they're careful, I think this is where some of the American sports are leaving it a little bit longer. But I mean, you know, America's broken like, for the COVID, unfortunately, and I think that's the reason why I'm so yeah, questioned about hesitant. Game Pass because Honestly, I, I, all the NFL like, players are saying yeah. they're not taking it seriously. And yes, if it then if the players aren't feeling safe then it's just not going to happen so I mean honestly it's the first time in many years that I've just I've cancelled them all because there just there doesn't seem a point you know no. um, but you know well yeah so that was a bit of a sport and uh, just finished off the subaquatic getaway from Alphabet Brewery uh, now we're moving on to uh, a beer that James is going to pronounce um, okay so this is uh, <laughs> no, just for the interest of people who obviously uh, listening uh, I looked at that label and went yep James is announcing that yeah so uh, this this beer is called Misty Contemporary IPA don't know why he had difficulty saying that okay who, who's uh, it made by uh, it's made by a uh, Polish brewery uh, called um, in uh, Poland obviously what, Ludua, what's the brewery called Ludua. Huh? what's the brewery called uh, Terzet Kumpli pardon Terzet Kumpli <laughs> <laughs> Terzek was it Terzek Terzek I think that, that's that's a fair guess at that I say Terzek Kumpli 
to Jack complete. All right, you can go with whatever you want. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pouring. Uh, no, I've got the beer, mate. I'm pouring it. Yeah, I'm pouring. Fair enough. Come on. I mean, I just. <sighs> so yeah, a contemporary IPA. Now, the biggest thing for this, apparently, it's inspired by uh, American brewing. Yeah. Um, which doesn't really surprise me because most things are. Uh, the question is, what really is a contemporary IPA? Well, and this thing. So, if I'm honest, contemporary IPA is one of those things. I, you, I seem to see this from a lot of the European breweries. Okay, more okay. than anything else. Um, with a lot of the beer fifty subscriptions we get, you seem to be getting a lot more contemporary IPAs. Mm. And I think essentially it's where they don't lock it down to a region, but they try and lock it down to kind of a sub part of part of it. So you seem to get a lot of fruity IPAs that get put as contemporary IPAs. Oh, okay. And you know, because in America they have very specific region based ones. So you get yes. like your New England IPAs and stuff like that. Whereas this doesn't seem to be falling to that regime. I think they there is another one which came in the same box because this was from a beer fifty two. Okay. Uh hashtag not sponsored, but you know <laughs> hashtag, not sponsored. hashtag not sponsored. Um but there was another one which was a New England IPA. So they seem to be doing a lot of kind of IPA ones. I'm not I'm not Sorry to stop you there. I'm actually quite surprised you didn't do your normal plug then. I was, uh, Hashtag not sponsored? Yeah, but like normally it's like, oh, if you do want to sponsor us. I mean, Chris, if you want to beg for sponsors, no, I mean, go for it. I mean, we've got, that, I mean, we've got millions. Literally, that's the only thing you bring to the table, James. We've got millions of <laughs> listeners, right, Chris? Millions of <laughs> listeners, right? We've gone to the point we don't need to beg, right? If they want to pay us, they know where we are. <laughs> oh, the arrogance. Uh, yeah, so on that note. So yeah, you go for it. So, so the contemporary um, IPA, I'd quickly say... Um, very, very light in colour. It is hazy. Not as hazy as the other ones we've had previously. Um, but yeah, very light. I'd probably say that looks more like a pale than an IPA. What would you reckon? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is, it is very light, very yellowy in crystal yeah, colour. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's to be fair, actually, <laughs> although I've said it before, now I'm reading it, uh, this is actually inspired by New England Brewery Legacy. Oh, okay. So this is New England IPA, weirdly. <laughs> I know the other one was definitely New England IPA. So, yeah. Banging, smells really enticing. Um, so there's three kind of hops in it, um, but apparently there's grapefruit, mango, lychee, limes, um, gooseberry, white currant, white wine flavors. That massively over complex. Too many flavors. Well, yeah, I'm not like I read out like six of them. So li- literally um, the um... yeah. So it should be like a herbal bitterness and finish off with a velvety yeah. soft mouth feel. <laughs> velvety Ooh, soft mouth feel. That's her- a very her- weird. The herby bitterness, I agree with. <laughs> But then actually it starts off quite nicely. You're like, ooh. And then you're like, oh, there's this. Oh, there's this. Oh, and it's just, I will say, out of all of them, this definitely smells the most hot. Oh, it smells straight away, right? It smells like, beautiful. No. Well, I think it smells really enticing, but yeah, there's way too much going on with it. Um, why would you have white wine in it? Just, I don't know. Uh, it's oh, wow. 5.5%. There, yeah, there are so many layers to that. Yeah, that is, that is, that is too complex for its own good. Uh, you know what? This is a good a good point to make when we come to this because you know I would say the subaquatic getaway wasn't enough flavors. Yeah, this is the complete opposite problem. Too much, and actually, of the two, from me, I think it's better to have too little than too much almost because actually having too much less is more somewhat makes it more undrinkable in the grand scheme of things because it, so James is doing his normal thing of review. He's doing no, his no, review not, not potentially, through. not potentially because the other thing I would say, and this is. When you try a lot of different beers as well, right, that will stand out a lot more as being more complex because of how uncomplex the previous beer was. So actually, the more we drink of this, potentially we might pick up on a certain flavour more than others. It's just the first swig when you go from a very, not bland beer, but, you know, a very simplistic beer with one flavour will always seem far more complex, I think. So I think the more of you, you drink of this, potentially it could even itself out, is what I was going to say, mm. in my opinion. 
The, you can, there, there was definitely a refreshingness from all the fruity tones in there, but it's just, it's just constantly conflicting. Yeah, you don't. You, I think you, your brain's constantly analysing it all the way through the mouthful that you actually don't yeah, get a chance me, to enjoy. For me, there's like the middle body seems very fruity, mm. but there's this hoppiness that's throughout, which overshadows, in my opinion, a lot of the fruitiness, a lot of the tropical flavours. Like, there's part of me that thinks, oh, maybe I can just about taste the grapefruit mango kind of in the middle. But at the same I think, time, I think I can. Yeah, it's just because there there is a very distinct fruitiness that kind of hits, like you know, just like this bit of burst of flavour. But there's that hoppiness, which is kind of undertone of the whole thing, which distracts you from any particular one flavour. Genuinely, I like, think if it had a couple of less things in it, that would be groundbreaking. I genuinely think it'd be an amazing beer. Yeah, it's just over. It's just done too much. There's just thrown so much stuff in it, and it just. It's taken yeah. from a potentially amazing beer to... It's mm. weird. I, I, I think the part of the beer we're both picking up on is almost like... What is almost like a bit of fruit juice like in the middle yeah. of it. It, it yeah. genuinely is that fruity and like that much of a burst and that concentration. It is literally a fruit salad in an IPA. Yeah. But at the same time, the aftertaste seems a bit a bit dry and hoppy as well. Like The yeah. aftertaste isn't great like either. It's I don't know. It's a weird I mixture. I thought you'd enjoy the aftertaste like, more than what you have done. I've got to be honest. No, I just I'm with you. I think it's just too complex for its own good, and that's a shame, really. Like, you know, when you think you grapefruit, mango, lychee, limes, gooseberry, white currant, um, you know, herbal bitterness. I mean, it, there's just too much going on, right? And yeah. it's weird because <clears throat> we then compare that to like the 15 sour we tried on the when we tried some of the beers uh, from the beer festival. And that was 15 different... Yeah, sour fruits. Sour fruits. But they combined into what was just one fruit salad thing. Everything complemented. Everything complemented, and then it was just sourness. Whereas this has too much hoppiness, too much bitterness, different fruits that don't complement each other at all. No, definitely not. And it's a bit... Yeah. Yeah, There is some key elements of that beer, but it's stunning. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just way, way... Oh, complex. At the so. same time, I would say, though, I think from having it, it's, it's very intriguing as well. That's the thing, right? It, I'd definitely say if you haven't tried it, it's definitely worth a Yeah, because that's the other thing, right? Because I think when we <clears> saw <throat> this and we kind of read it, I think we were very much of the opinion it would be amazing or be really bad. And actually, yeah. it's, it's a bit more middle ground, if I'm honest, which yeah. is good, really, because actually I think it's one of those where you might also drink this and think, oh, that's amazing. There's loads to it. Like, if you like complex beers and you like trying to pick out some of the different flavours, that could be a beer for you. But, and to be fair, um, it's a lot different to a lot of the Polish beers I've had. Yeah. Because the predominant like Polish beers that you will pick up are like lagers. Yeah. And to be fair, their lagers can even be absolutely stunning or awful. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Sveik, I absolutely despise yeah. that lager. I think absolutely terrible. Yeah, uh, I think Perla is another one. I actually, I really like that. So, <clears throat> yeah. I should they actually try and different things but I think they've just gone a bit well too. I think the thing for us is I mean in some of the future episodes as well we, we have got some good around the world beers because yeah. I think when we started it was quite generic you know beers that yeah. you can get quite easily whereas some of these like I don't think many people will be able to pick this beer up if I'm being bluntly honest like no. I tried to find it online there was a few places but you pay a little bit more money to get it because it is directly from like a very niche Polish brewery and stuff like that which is where things like Beer 52 Beers of Europe yeah, uh, can be really good finding some like, unique beers, um, and I think it's, it's like, really I think good to try that variety. See what different breweries around like Europe beer actually do. And so. Beer Wolf as well do some like um, yeah uh, exotic stuff. Yeah, again, it's more the bigger name. Yeah. but 
you know, you can at least, there is options for you to get this yeah, stuff exactly. out. I think with the problem is that when we launched the podcast and then obviously everything that's kind of happened since, you know, with the lack of movement and the lack mm-hmm. of people working, that has also restricted some things. So, and I think that's kind of become abundantly clear. I think that's actually also helped a lot of local craft yeah. uh, breweries yeah. because how many local craft breweries have we actually discovered as a result because of like just trying to find different things for yeah, us to try. Yeah, and that, that's been really fun actually just to try some of those because I think yeah. local beers, we've always said local is better and, you know, things like when we talked about butchers and bakers and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, some of those, I mean, just go back to the three chats one, I mean, I definitely want to try and get more of that. Well, yeah, three, you know, three I bet, chats. I, bet I won't be able to great. get hold of any, but I want to try and get some because it's just that good. So no, Another you know. local brewery, or Holton Turner, I mean, we had some absolutely stunning business yeah, and yeah. also they're absolutely cracking lads as well. Mm-hmm. Attic Brew, again, Attic they brew, do yeah. a, a different Sorry. sort of style to Holton yeah. Turner, but again, really nice, intriguing beers and again, really nice lads. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's all about that proper community thing. I think that's, yeah, one thing that's been quite nice, especially like with the Instagram as well, the amount of people we speak to now. Um, and I, I also think like the smaller the brewery, almost like the better customer service you get because yeah. it's it's the same people doing so many of the different jobs and tasks, right? So they just have a love for what they're doing. They're not a big chain where they're just churning through, and it's not bureaucracy. It's not just kind of going through the like routine, if you like. They they want to take parts. They they're so eager to please and so eager to try and help you in any way they can. So well, it just—it's a better experience all round. Well, speaking so. about the communication and stuff on like Instagram, and like I mean, that's one of the many reasons why one thing to kind of go back to normal is because yeah. actually we've—I've uh, signed us up to go and meet like so many different people and go pretty much go drinking around country and also like feature on different podcasts and actually just yeah, so literally jumping around the country and actually just enjoying and socialising with people yeah. and actually we've met so many brilliant people from this type of aspect and you know I think the beer community is like just. It's just a nice community to be involved in, as yeah. we said previously, and you know, especially since like episode fourteen, because we're on so many more platforms, yeah. and with the YouTube, I think again, kind of gave us a different audience as well. So more yeah. other people that wouldn't normally listen would at least give it a watch because it's only like an hour. So. Well, to be fair, it's just it's a social thing that so many people do, right? And that's the thing everybody can relate to drinking with friends and talking about everything and whatever. Um, I know a few of my friends like jokes about kind of are oh, you just alcoholics just finding excuse to drink but genuinely oh, it's enabling yeah uh, <laughs> it's enabled but there there is a certain joy of it and I think it's also the different style of it it's not just trying beers for the sake of trying beers but it's actually trying to figure out what you like and realizing you know there are different types of beers there are different intricacies to it and like you know no two IPAs taste the exact same right and it's all about the but variety also, of it so. I think because of these type of styles that we have I actually think we drink less. Yeah, because rather than just yeah. you go to the pub and have a session of you saying the favorite beer you like and you carry on all the way through, actually, because you're trying different things, like suddenly you go, "Oh, that's really Moorish," and then yeah. you try something else, you're like, "Oh, I can't stand that." But then that's the thing; it's so it kind of no, like it balances it, all over. I mean, it gets to the point where, let's be honest, if if you were having a barbecue, I suppose my old go-to would be to get a case of whatever's cheapest and that I actually like drinking or something. Yeah. Whereas now, I would particularly go and get five or six craft beers and try a variety and yeah. like yeah okay I know I like those two but okay let's give those a go and you know yeah. oh it's a nice summer's day maybe let's try some tropical ones instead or something like that and you kind of try more and you actually want to have the variety you want to you want to find a beer you really like so you're constantly looking for it so. exactly yeah so but like on the case of um, actually like travelling around and stuff I mean I think like obviously we can go on holidays and we can go yeah. exploring and stuff but uh, and we have been to a, a pub since obviously the whole social distancing yeah. Like in, yeah. Uh, in place but I just don't think it's honestly it's right. everything more European in terms of the service yeah. and I actually kind of like it I like the service everything's got apps now and it's actually far easier to order beer and get it you don't have to be queuing up and 
a lot of I mean some of the local pubs near me if anything are so much more efficient than they were because they've got these orders coming through they can actually churn through them a lot quicker well I like I that aspect of it what I don't like about it the whole reason why I go to a pub is to socialise yeah and the fact that you haven't got as much atmosphere and you haven't you but can't I think, really interact with new people because let's face it we go and talk, talk to random yeah. people all the world so but that's yeah. where some of the social distancing elements when that starts kind of lighting up and you can kind of mix a little bit more that's great but actually the ordering part of it I think a lot of them the infrastructure is now there that they can kind of continue that going forward so I well, think we'll see when it, when it comes busier there might be certain points where they turn that type of thing off it all depends on how I don't think they will is. because actually a lot of those now they've got the system in place that's what was the big barrier if you like I mean I think of the that's big change that's not barrier <laughs> I think of a big change like Weatherspoons and some of the like their apps where you can order and stuff and book tables like that really changed how people ordered yeah in... but they're so soul destroying going into Weatherspoons I, 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 I mean... hate Weatherspoons I've got to be honest I, I've never liked going into them okay you're, you're a snob I, I yes. think Weatherspoons is amazing and it's cheap as, as like and again one of the many reasons why we're so different yeah no but the thing is I mean if if not for Weatherspoons I definitely wouldn't have got half as wasted as I did at like when I was at uni and stuff like that genuinely like Weatherspoons is a god sense they, they serve a purpose like that, right? like, I mean like, there's, when we but, go and watch Comedy Blaze yeah. there's a Weatherspoons around the corner there's nowhere else to really go and have drinks Weather, so Weatherspoons is about convenience then. and cost right and that's the thing you yeah. don't go to Weatherspoons expecting like an amazing like pint or an amazing meal but it's all about cost and you know what you're yeah. getting when you go there and also I would say for anybody who you know is from the UK and goes to like a chain like Weatherspoons the beer festival they do you can get some really good variety from breweries that don't really do beers on draft very regularly yeah. and stuff like that and actually they get breweries be- like brewing beer specifically for the festival so there are some that, good that elements element, to that element exactly. do like, so, but it's, uh, it's, you know. most of it is, I mean you can even now it's also, there's, there's it's always like any, some random yeah. foreign beer it's also you. like every pub right some Weatherspoons you go to in certain areas are yeah. so bad that you wouldn't want like you wouldn't want to go into it but I think some of that's area based as well like some Weatherspoons are genuinely just really nice pubs you know I think some of the ones in Cardiff there are very few no some of the like some of the ones in Cardiff are really like they're genuinely good atmosphere they're good kind of thing I mean I think like a lot of them are more run down but some of them are actually really well kept mm. and stuff like that I, th- I, th- I don't think it's as bad as you make it out you, you're very so. snobbish I mean I'm I'm the posh twat not you normally <laughs> but look at this like. but you hate Audi as well no I love Audi I, Aldi's you, great. I know you love Aldi but Lidl's better or, um, I was about to say Audi versus Lidl Lidl oh. hands down got a baker and you walk in got more joint <coughs> okay I mean it's all about there uh, at the apple turnovers mate yeah, see, I don't really go to the bakery in very often, but then I don't really go to the door, so there you go. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Aldi, Aldi's, better. Yeah. Aldi's better. No, Aldi's it's better. wrong. Aldi's right, better. so uh, the wild card for this episode is from Shindigger, and it's called Summer, which is a fruity lager. Now, I'm not going to lie, I think the can looks really nice. I think it's got a really enticing look to it and set up. Yeah, almost like 80s uh, <clears throat> beach vibe to it, you know. Yeah, Hawaii Five O, that type of... Yeah, uh, yeah. Beverly Hills <laughs> Yeah, it's very much that yeah. type of stuff. Um, oh. However, that's I'll, still a great name for a beer, Beverly Hills Hot. Oh, it's, oh. it's a great beer yeah. to be fair. Yeah. But yeah, fruity lager for me. I think I'm not expecting a lot from this. Although it does look cool, I think the whole idea of fruit and lager together, I'm just not really expecting a lot. So okay. I think what I want from this going into it, okay, a lager that you know isn't too strong, okay, very subtle fruit, nothing too overpowering, okay. And nothing too complex either, right? Like, you just want maybe a hint of it. And for me, if it's tropical fruit, which is what I'm hoping, 
then it, it can, should be it, surely to go yeah the way exactly it can work it can work if it's light enough and it's not too overpowering I think it could be just a really refreshing drink maybe more akin to a cider that's what I'd hope it would be uh, okay the, the, I'm just looking in the back of the camera before you have a okay. quick nose or a swig uh, so a name Shindiger embodies our ethos that beer is all about having a good time with friends and enjoying the moment uh, so this has got water barley wheat has it got watermelon yeast, in hops watermelon and pineapple you can definitely uh, smell the Oh, right, okay. I was going to say, the fact that you picked up watermelon instantly is quite yeah. interesting. Now, this is in this is from Salford in I Manchester. Can get, I can get the pineapple as well afterwards, as oh, more okay. of the afternote. But I would say, um, just from this is just smell, you can definitely smell the watermelon. It reminds me of the cucamelon uh, one we oh, did. Oh, no, because that was crap. Like, well, no, <laughs> that was bad, but then that was just a weird take. The cucamelon part was, was just weird. Um but you can definitely, like, the smell-wise, it, it reminds me of that. Okay, so, so you were having a quick note. So I'd say the colour and the haze to it is quite similar to the IPA we had previously. Um, some similar kind of light colour as well. Um, well, James okay. is sitting there with a big grin on his face and nodding his head, so I think he's a fan. I hate it. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, I hate it. I hate watermelon. How can you hate watermelon? It's like I the most <laughs> inoffensive fruit in the world. It's literally majority water. How can you hate watermelon? I hate water. No. Oh, I, mean, no, I know you haven't washed for a while, but okay. The hair—you're really against the hair and no, the homeless. Like the rest of I'm not homeless, okay. <laughs> you look at that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The taste is just yeah. I'm not oh. a fan of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You see what I mean now? Like well, the, the problem is, I think, it, I think the watermelon kind of that's as that act, refreshing is. I think there's something else in there which is actually causing the bit for us right. not to like. And but the problem is because you get that watermelon aftertaste. That's what you're associating it with. Um, there we picked the right wild card here. Uh, it's weird. I'm trying to take the pineapple, like where that is and where I that is the thing. And I can't taste all. pineapple. It is watermelon, but it's the way why the way I always describe watermelon. Like you say, it, it, the inoffensive like waterness, but it's almost like an absence of taste, right? And that's so you go from having hoppiness to what just seems absence. What are you doing? Your hands. It's very much like you've had to stick a cock in your mouth. <laughs> 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 only on the weekends. Only on the weekends, Chris. Okay. Oh, is that why you moved it to Monday? Right. No, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, too many jokes going through my head right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I I just don't think that's, that's good. It's kind of got... Do you remember Jolly Rancher Sweets? Yes. The watermelon Jolly Rancher yes. Sweets. There's a very much a, a yes. tint of that to it. Um, the problem is... Again, it doesn't really know what it wants to be. They've thrown these things in just because, oh yeah, it's summer. And yet I understand the logic behind it. But as you taste it, it's like, well, someone's tried, taste tested this at some point yeah. and gone, yeah, this is brilliant. You know what? It, it's almost, it doesn't know what it wants to be towards the end. It goes from what is of like sweetness to sourness. And it seems to be like back in between I would say, I would say it's a bit more of a sour than and a this, lager. If I'm honest, it kind of reminds me of the cucumber melon sour, mm, but it's not, not as bad. No, it's not it. as sour. No, I think so. The, the acidity isn't there, but it's still got the taste of it. And I think actually the acidity might have helped it. Genuinely, I think a little bit of acidity What's towards it? the end might have balanced out. One thing that is slightly different to this for the two beers we had previously, though, is although I'm not overly sold on the full balance of the flavours, I am salivating after. Mm. Where the other two do like quite dry. Yeah, I've had this. I'm like, hmm. Also, also, it's it's weird. I think that's what's put. It is strange. Weird. It's got a strange taste. 
it's it's not bad. It's just it's very unique, and that's in trying to put what that flavour is as well. Because like you say, you can definitely taste the watermelon, but there is something else. The there, watermelon does overpower the like, pineapple. You, you, I think I think it needs to tone down on the watermelon and get more pineapple in. I yeah. think that would help it. Yeah. Uh, but also, I think the also watermelon mango maybe like because mango seems to be a stronger flavour in a lot of beers that we have had. I feel like that might have edged it a little oh, bit better. To be honest, I'm, it's also like what hop have they stuck with it? Because I think the the bitterness kind of overpowers the refreshingness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, potentially. I, I, to, I think that's got more of a bitterness that you're more closely associated to like an IPA, but with the wrong fruits. That's what you don't get bitterness. You get a sourness almost, and that's thing actually maybe. <clears throat> I don't know. To be fair, weirdly, I kind of want to see a mixture of, of the subaquatic getaway in terms of the Sabro Pale Ale, in terms of the hoppiness mm. from that with yeah, the, the fruitiness that. Of, of that. I think that would have been quite good. Um, I drank one of the uh, Shindiga beers yesterday. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, I actually really enjoyed it. It was quite nice. So I wasn't too sure about what to expect with this. Well, I was it's kind weird. of put off with the yeah. fruity I think it's weird lager. they're selling it as a fruity lager, in my opinion, because actually yeah. they could have sold it as a sour... And that would make more sense to me in terms of where it's placed. But the thing is that they would just like, do it based on how they've fermented make, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lager in style. Yeah, exactly, and um, that thing. So, in fact, it does look like it's been. Lagered. Which, which I get that, but in terms of actual flavour. Yeah. No. Um, it's definitely interesting. Uh, the thing is, you're right though. It, of, of of the last couple, it's actually it is more refreshing. Yeah. Right. It isn't as dry aftertaste, and that you know, it's not too complex. It's not than that. I just it's that weird. I don't know. I think it's just because it's peculiar. Maybe you'd get used to it and it wouldn't be so bad as well, but I don't know. It just... I don't know if I would get used to it. It's placing what is I think that's a that half item done. I've got to be honest. Like, I think that, that... It's definitely worth trying because you may... Like, especially if you like... I just don't like watermelon. For me, that's the reason. I'm trying to not that, buy that, stuff, but I just don't like watermelon. Well, what's wrong with watermelon? You know what? I know, I know some... And I'll call them freaks freaks who have watermelon at like Christmas dinner starter and I just think that's weird personally well who's that who's that yeah. I don't know I don't know but yeah some if, you, if you're trying to insinuate me no no I'm not know. I'm not but I like some people have like that for what's, what's, what's wrong I just, with watermelon I just don't like watermelon Chris I didn't realise that to defend my hate of fruit of a fruit but, no, it's just a random like, fruit to hate it's like literally and also how long I've known you how have I not known that this is a thing maybe because there isn't anything there I just don't see the point of it but personally I think there is a certain flavour of watermelon that I don't like it's really refreshing I I don't think it is maybe it's the melon part of it I hate I don't know but the actual (laughs) the melon part of watermelon (laughs) yeah it's not just pure water I'm telling you it's not just pure water I'm not going to lie it's a good job of banning some words then because I very nearly said one (laughs) did you yeah the B B word Um, no Um, (laughs) yeah but absolute tool no I just (laughs) I know but it it, for me watermelon has a distinct flavour that isn't just water whatever that flavour is I can pick I just don't like refreshing that's not a flavour Chris okay okay No, just, 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 just no. Pineapple would have been far better for me than watermelon. That's what I'm going to say. We're well, pineapple move, isn't it? We're going to move. Pineapple is not in that. I it can't, is in it. I can't taste it. I can't it, taste it. It's, it's not in there. Okay, <laughs> but right. So, uh, come to the review time then, James. I'll let you. Uh, you let me go smash first. In. Okay. And that is just having another swig of the watermelon because yeah, he hates it so much. Okay, fourth is going to be. Unsurprisingly, the Shindiga Summer. Okay. Absolute shocker. 
Absolute shocker. Watermelon. It's such an offensive taste. Such an offensive taste. Not an offensive taste. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh, you know what? Yeah, I just don't like watermelon. Um, <laughs> so random. Next, I would be putting the Misty Contemporary IPA. What was that brewery again, Chris? Uh, Trezec Company. Fair enough. There we go. I'll believe you over me because I have no idea how to say it. So, um, honestly, just too much going on. Just it was too complex. Oh, I think complex, yeah. if they toned it down, it would have been better. In the comparison, second would be the subaquatic getaway. Subaquatic. 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 Aquatic. 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 There wasn't enough flavour to it, but I think I could drink far more of that than the Misty Contemporary IPA. I think, like we said, like less is more in that between the two of them. Mm. I think it was far less offensive. Um, I think both were very dry, but of the of the three, that's probably the one I would have again because I think it's just far yeah. easier to drink. And then it's it, honestly, it's like night and day between all the others because just one more three chaps brewery or taps as you call it, Chris. Yeah, as I um, Bear in mind, everybody can listen back to the the fact that it was you that said that. But okay, okay. honestly, the problem is I think because um, they didn't have labels at the time, did they? On that yeah. bottle we had, yeah, they did. did they? Yeah. Oh, okay, did they? It was on there. Or was it? Yeah, oh, I'll, show, just, I'll show the picture I do for I'm just an idiot then. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I pro- if I'm honest, I probably just like heard you say it with your really bad accent. What's wrong with my accent? That's fine. Um, it's, the oldest, it's the oldest English in the world. Huh? It's so old, it's not English anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, just one more I, I think is a standout. Honestly, that is really good. And I'm going to contact uh, Three Chats Brewery. Uh, I'm going to give us like chaps really fast just in yeah, case you're just- wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. Sorry, Kev. I love you, Kev. Anyway, then. Whoa, this escalated first. Huh? Well, He's any- married, just to clarify. Anything to get a free beer, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, uh, in massively disappointing fashion, mine is exactly the same order. Because you hate watermelon, no, right? No, actually, the watermelon part is fine. I think it just, they again, they just haven't quite got the balance, and I think they need something like that pineapple to bring the flavours no, through, it, it, and it just gets pineapple. completely lost. It's got pineapple in it. Apparently, but Apparently, it, it, yeah. there's not enough of it. It, yeah. it, it just needed, it needed more. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yep, yeah, then Misty. Next, again, there was elements of it that actually really, really nice, but I think way too much going on. They just didn't yeah. really take the box. Uh, Some aquatic getaway. It wasn't a decent drink. I mean, I, I think I enjoyed it more than you anyway. Um, mm. But again, I think it just needed something extra just to what, sort it out. Part of that edge just because of the artwork. <laughs> I'm honest, in my oh, mind, days. probably. I'm a child. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I th- as we were drinking it, I th- you could tell that I was enjoying it more than you anyway. Yeah. But I, I, I didn't think it was actually that bad. It did need something else just to make it a superb beer. But yeah. it's definitely an enjoyable drink to try. And then, yeah, uh, just one more. Um, to be honest, I think it's the best beer that they've made so far. So, uh, hopefully, I'm looking forward to more than they're making. Honestly, I think if you want a good beer, just put a Pokemon label on it and you've got it, right? I think that's how <laughs> it Pokeballs. works. Pokeballs! <laughs> uh, just in, in love of interest, if Nintendo are listening, it's three chaps brew you want to sue, not us, because yeah. we've got no money. Oh, actually, in, to- in terms of like suing and legality, terms and conditions, all that stuff, if you have got this far, 
A, congratulations, I wouldn't have listened this far. <laughs> um, you don't. <laughs> oh, I do. It's I me do. that listens. I listen to every episode. <laughs> B, um, if you do ring the number, uh, please be advised that it is a premium line and you will be charged 10p. <laughs> but if you want a good well, Easter egg, oh, 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 by all means, listen to it. Back up. A premium rate number that charges 10p. That's not premium but they rate. But it is a premium. It is the lowest, the lowest rate of a premium number, but it is a premium <laughs> number. And... Apparently, according to uh, broadcasting regulations or whatever, which we are now tied to, um, you have to, like, if you do put a number on, you've got to specify that. Shouldn't you specify that at the point you said it then? Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't specify that in the regulations as long as it's All right, the time. Fair enough. Fine. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and again, the number was mentioned by James, not Chris. Uh, yeah. Right. Thank you very much for uh, listening. Um, yeah, and we've got hopefully got something special lined up for the next episode as well. I won't, don't give too much away yet, but uh, actually, I think we've got a few, uh, two really good episodes planned. So we've got a few, really. Yeah, I think. I think. So, yeah, we're going to add a bit of variety. We're going to try and do as much stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. On the next couple of episodes, we're going to throw a bit of a curveball in. Yeah, uh, and then, but yeah. So yeah. Uh, thank you very much, and stay tuned. <laughs>